Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Raikou. And I'm Doug, also known as Doug Watchin, and I'm Team Suicune. To listen to the show, you can find us on FourEyedRadio.com. Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, you know who you are, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Slow Radio, and Player FM. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Design. Illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Surprise, we both picked Pokemon from Generation (laughs) 2. I was hoping you would, so we can just keep between the three, and then we'll do other legendary trios later. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, all of mine will be (laughs) lightning-themed. Shocker. So, uh, Doug, what you been up to, man? Um, well, the last week has been the first week back at work, so not a ton, but I've managed to make sure I'm still doing some stuff. So since we talked last about finishing up the main league story of Pokemon, I've continued to play a little bit every day, but I'm only able to play for like an hour every night, which kind of stinks. So I've been working on my Pokedex, trying to fill it up slowly but surely. I can only focus on, you know, a few to a couple handful of Pokemon at a time. So I'm still only um, just under, like, 50% of the Pokedex. Um, okay. Working on it. And I have to do it all, you know, <laughs> I have to do it all by myself because I can't, I can't trade online for stuff. So right. I have to – basically, I've just been strategically and systematically going back and sweeping each area – um, with my little guidebook, knowing exactly mm-hmm. what to look for and uh, all that sort of stuff. So go capture a bunch of yeah, stuff. Go evolve a bunch of stuff. Go capture a bunch of stuff. Go evolve a bunch of stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then the daily stuff. So checking in on my Pelago stuff, chucking all those Pukamukus, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, getting paid, all that stuff. So yeah, I haven't been doing uh, that stuff. That's I what I've been doing in the game. Well. well, you've been playing, you've been replaying, is it Soul Silver? No, what were it you? was uh, Pokemon White, but I, even that oh, okay. I haven't been playing for a while. I've just been so busy with everything else, holidays and everything. And even after holidays, just a lot of stuff going on. So Yeah. Oh, that, that reminds me to ask but, you. Did you make any Pokemon-related New Year's resolutions? Or resolutions for 2017, I suppose. Uh, kind of. And that's to get this show even better. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> All right, so you have me curious, and I have to look this up now. Is my percentage for my Pokédex? Sure. Um, let's see here. Forty-four percent. Is... Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, you're you're not far behind me. That, that's funny because I I just figured that you finished it and then stopped. <laughs> I now I've seen every Pokemon. Sure. Thanks to the uh, QR scans, but yeah, I still haven't caught them all. So. I'm getting there. <laughs> Slowly but very surely, I am getting there. Yep. I'm just 
chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I went to a bookstore the other day that had, and I stumbled across this. I wasn't even looking for it, but it had, it looked like um, all of or a very, very significant chunk of the Pokemon Adventures uh, manga. So I picked up the first couple of those, and I'm going to um, start reading those, which will be nice. interesting because um, I had one a very, very long time ago, but it wasn't in um, right-to-left format. It was one of the old ones that they released for left-to-right um, ah. and blew up to be kind of like a, you know, like a conventional North American-sized or I guess it's Western-sized yeah, comic book. basically a comic book style. Yeah, so I had one of those, um, and I have no idea what happened to it, but I also think it probably got beat to heck, because um, mm-hmm. I remember I had something taking it with me everywhere. <laughs> so it'll be cool to read those again. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I, I read them. Uh, or like I said, I had one of those, too. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was the uh, one where they go to Lavender Town. Oh, nice. And that one kind of stuck with me a little bit because there's a scene where Arbuck gets cut in half. Oh! <laughs> yeah, the thing gets dark real quick. So the the bookseller at the store, she was like, uh, oh, or, or no, I said, you know, I can't believe I found these. I didn't realize that you guys sold these. And she said, oh, yeah, uh, we still have them. And I was making small talk, and so I said something dumb, which was like, oh, I didn't even know they still made these, which <laughs> was, of course, not true. I knew that. But um, she was like, oh, yeah, they've kept going, but they've been re-releasing them. And I have some old ones. And then she got, like, really weird and was like, but they've taken out all the killing. And I was like, one, I don't know if that's true. And two, how much killing do you remember? <laughs> like, <laughs> they probably censored them down a bit. Yeah, but she was just like, oh, my goodness. I was like, whoa, you're really upset about them not killing Pokemon, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, lady. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, it was cool to find those, so I'll probably go back every once in a while and pick up the next few. I was really surprised at how many they had, so Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be cool. And then the other thing I've been doing, um, which I mentioned on the last episode, is just working on putting together a prize package for a giveaway um, that we will be doing, um, and I'm planning on just releasing the details the same day we release this episode. So um, we're recording this episode a few days before then. We usually release on Wednesdays, so... On whatever day we release the episode, I'll also release details of our first giveaway of 2017 um, on our Twitter account and our social media. So, yeah. Cool. It's what I've been up to. Nice. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go a lot more now that they've done the whole increase the amount of starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's I been found the awesome. Charizard in the backyard, which was awesome. Oh, so jealous. Uh, I finally have all of the starter evolutions. Nice. Which is really great. Um, Now I'm actually just trying to find an Ivysaur again because I have a Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, and a Squirtle, Wartortle, and Blastoise. Now Mm -hmm. I just want to, and I have a Bulbasaur and a Venusaur, but I want to just get that Ivysaur just to have all three. Yeah. Total completion. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been going around walking a lot more because all those incubators that we got. So mm-hmm. I've been just trying to keep going and going. And I managed to actually hatch two of the baby Johto's. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I got uh, Magby and Smoochum. Yes. I, uh, the only ones I need are Cleffa and there's one other that I don't have yet. I, think I, I don't think I have Iggly Buff. 
But I had like okay. a two-day streak where I was getting really, really lucky. Nice. It was a wonderful couple of days. It was actually <laughs> the – it was actually um, – I remember when it was because of a – specifically because when we had talked about those uh, baby Pokemon – in our last episode, neither one of us had any. And we mm-hmm. released the episode that day. And in that episode, I said, like, oh, I still don't have any. And then that day, I got a bunch of them. And I purposely didn't tweet about getting them. Because every time I say something on this podcast, it ends up happening, that, like, the day before or the day we release. So I end up just looking like a liar. <laughs> I still haven't won the lottery. <laughs> I know, right? This is what I need to start doing. <laughs> just... <laughs> predicting things I want to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome, though. Um, but I've just been trying to hatch a bunch of 10K eggs. Uh, I got a Lapras in one of them, Ugh. which is really cool. I was very jealous when I saw that because I still don't have one of those. I think it's my strongest one now. Nice. Nice. Um, I hatched an Abra in one of my eggs. Oh, cool. Which pushed me, which was like a 600-something CP Abra. So I was like, Whoa. sweet. And that just put me out enough candy to evolve into a Kadabra. So now I have like a thousand CP cadaver. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest Alakazam ever. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I still don't have an Alakazam. Um, but I don't see Abra very frequently, so that's probably why. That's awesome, though. Yeah, Man, that's why I see him very rare. Huh. Wow. But I found it funny, though. Um, I got to smooch him. Mm-hmm. And it says that uh, the candy that came with it was like 24 Jinx candy. I was like, oh, cool. And then it says Smoochum will evolve with 25 Jinx candy. I'm like, <laughs> don't yet. But I'm like, I have oh. a better chance of hatching another Smoochum than finding a Jinx in the wild around here. So I'm like, I might as well just wait it out, get another Smoochum, and evolve that one. That's exactly what I thought when I got Elekid, because I got Elekid, and then it came with 25 exactly candy, and it takes 25 huh. to evolve. So I was like, well, this stinks, because I don't have an Electabuzz yet. But I don't mm-hmm. want to evolve this if I'm not going to get another one. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't know what to do with it. So I have not evolved it because I just uh, – I don't want to get rid of it. Oh, but I found an Electabuzz, so it's all good. I forgot about that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I still got to get an Electabuzz. But a Magby pushed me up to like 55 Magmar candies. Now, I've already gotten a Magmar before. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just like, okay, um, I'm just going to hold out on these candies and evolve my Magmar into a Magmortar if it ever gets that. If if Pokemon Go ever gets to Gen 4, I'll be ready. Gosh, I need that so bad. (laughs) I can't wait to finally start up the Pokemon Sun game that I bought, because I finally got Sun as well, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can just evolve my Magmar. Like, I just need it in my party. It's so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm trying to think. But uh, a lot of my gyms I can see from my house, because there's three gyms. There's a church, a uh, comic book store, and a game store. And they're all gyms that are fairly close to me that I can just, like, click on and see whatever's going on in there. And they always usually sometimes put up, like, rare Pokemon mm-hmm. that you normally don't see in there. So, like, they, I've seen, like, Mr. Mine, which is the uh, Europe exclusive. I've yeah. seen Kangaskhan. I've seen uh, – well, my wife saw Farfetch. I still haven't seen the Farfetch. Whoa, that's awesome. But they also put up all the babies. So now I've at least seen the babies. <laughs> so, which is kind of cool. Because like right now I'm at the point in my Pokedex where I'm like, you know, I may not be able to catch them all. But I want to at least be able to have seen them all. Yeah. You'll, you'll get the babies. It'll happen. 
the yes. the international ones though i'm i am such an idiot i had friends who went to europe um like over christmas and i didn't mm-hmm. give them my login info i don't know what i was ah. thinking or not thinking Ugh. and i said did you did you see mr mime and they said we saw them everywhere but they didn't pop up very frequently so we do have them um but there weren't that many which i think was their way of saying like it's fine we didn't see that many but mm-hmm. uh, i should have given them i i don't know why yeah. i didn't do that uh, a couple of my friends went to Japan. They didn't see any far-fetched at all. Really? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, I see Tauros everywhere around here. I do now. I didn't used to, but I do all the time now. I, I think at least once a day I'll see a Tauros somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I wonder why they're not as common. I wonder why far-fetched isn't as common in Japan as Tauros is here. Who knows? Yeah. I, but we can still get those Pokemon through eggs. It's just really rare. Yes, 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 yes. Are they all 10k? The other guys found them. I assume they're all 10k. They got Yes, be. they're all 10k's. Yeah. So one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I've I've been having fun with the game again lately, which is really cool because I love Joe Top Pokemon. So I'm getting ready. I I can't wait to see some of the others. Just see. Yeah. I can't wait to see a knock towel. Ugh, I just. So it's interesting. I guess this is sort of getting into Pokemon Go news, but there just isn't really any, <laughs> mm-hmm. which yeah. I hope means that they are working on the next big update or big piece of news. So mm-hmm. um, we just got like a ton of promos. So my my hope is that they just will kind of keep coming in waves where we'll get a bunch of stuff and then they'll just work and then we'll get a bunch of stuff and then they'll just work. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in the next few months, which you know I guess in the next few months we're almost coming up on a year. Um, I would love, well, we'd be, I guess, nine months um, in a few months. It would be awesome to have Generation 2 by then. Yeah. I hope they just um, release the rest. Yeah. I would love for them to do, like, a event for Valentine's Day, be, like, uh, the release of, like, a sporadic amount of pink Pokemon. It's, <laughs> so, like, Jigglypuff, Clefairy, yeah. Chansey, which would be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Um, just- and more executes, I guess. I don't know. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pink. Yeah. All the pink Pokemon just like... So, cause, like, I only have a Clefairy. I have Wigglytuff, so that's all set. But I'd yeah. love to get like a Clefairy, Clefable, Chansey. Mm-hmm. I have a Clefable named just Randy. Designs. <laughs> so I have that? a Clefable named Randy. <laughs> nice. It's the only one I have, though. <laughs> nice. Um, so not much Pokemon Go news, but in Pokemon gaming news... Pokemon Snap was released on the Wii U Virtual Console. And you already beat it. I did, because there's only <laughs> 63 Pokemon to find pictures of. How? So I didn't. I never had an N64, so I've, I've played plenty of Pokemon Snap, but I never had my own file on Pokemon Same Snap. Here. So how long is the actual game? Um, if you've never played before and you don't look up online, it could take you a while. Because you're searching and you have to figure out all the tr- the tricks and stuff. Exactly. But if you've played before, like if you've had the game before, you're you're gonna breeze through it. If you've uh, played it before but haven't, never actually owned it, like me or you, um, it took me about I'd say eight hours together. Oh, that's not bad. But I I spaced it out just a little bit between uh, two days. Yeah. So I think it was like four hours and four hours. But I mean, like. And I'm still learning a few tricks on how to do a few things. Like, I'm going back and recapturing better pictures of other Pokemon. Yeah. 
upping my score, still trying to get a better picture of Mew. I think I finally figured it out. And it's a pure port, right? Nothing has changed aside from it working on a Wii U. No, nothing's changed at all. Uh, it's exactly the same graphics. Uh, I even named my character Todd after uh, Todd from uh, yes. the anime. <laughs> that's Todd, who it is. Yeah, it, I love that Todd has his own game because I really like Todd in the show. Or at least I remember liking Todd. I don't know if I would still like him. Who knows? But I remember really liking Todd, and I remember really liking Tracy because they were a photographer and an artist. Mm-hmm. I thought they were cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. So we... So I played it throughout the whole thing. My wife and my roommate watched me and whatnot because we're we're currently well. We were snowed in. There was a huge snow storm here, <laughs> um, and and I'm gonna say how much we got, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, that's nothing." And uh, but I know where you live. Yeah, um, we got ten <laughs> inches basically. That's significant, though. <laughs> that's even here. We have to do stuff for that. Yeah, we're not snowed in though, but we have to do. Here's stuff. the thing, though. Everything was closed yesterday. Oh yeah, everything was closed. <laughs> and, but Virginia Beach, where I live, it is the largest city in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Our city owns two snow plows. Yep. So, because we're not really supposed to get that much snow, but in the past few years, I think every year we've gotten a significant amount of snow, <laughs> and we still have yet to prepare. I think we usually like borrow uh, snow plows from like other cities and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then like you got like a. Uh, private contractor people who actually happen to have snow plows and they'll do some here and there. Yeah. Other than that, I mean like main roads get plowed and then the back roads where everyone lives is just ice. <laughs> I think the school I work for has more snow plows than your city. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It is funny though, because you're, you're totally right. Like 10 inches, it's, it's not negligible here, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I've gone to the movies and then walked around like shopping centers and, you know, yeah. driven it. <laughs> it's like, you just, you put a scarf on. <laughs> yeah. The wind here was incredibly bad uh, yesterday. I'll tell That's you, the worst part. It was kicking up. So I pretty much stayed inside the whole time and finished up Pokemon Snap. And again, it was fun. It was funny though. Like after I caught Mew, it said I had captured 60 out of the 63 Pokemon. I'm like, well, then who am I missing? Yeah. I already knew I needed Dugtrio and Gyarados. Okay. Like, okay, so who's the last one? So I'm reading the list of all the potential Pokemon you can find in the game. I'm trying to guess which ones I think it would be. Uh, you're not even... You're going to laugh when I say who it was. Oh, okay. It's like a silly one? Yes. So I'm looking... I'm going through the list, and I'm like, oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then I finally see which one it was. It was Doduo. <laughs> you see Doduo run across the tracks in the game three times in the first level. It's on the cover. It's on the cover of the game. Within the very first five seconds of the game, Doduo runs across. I thought I already had Doduo, so I never bothered to go ahead and get it. <laughs> and I'm look, I'm playing the game. And I'm like, which Pokemon am I in? And then when I realized, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> of course. So what's? I have a question that relates to Pokemon Snap, but won't okay. seem like it at first. What? Um, non-main series games. What's the last non-main series game that they released? Was it Super Mystery Dungeon or Pokémon Tournament? Probably Pokémon Tournament. Yeah, because there are a number of side games or series, mm-hmm. even like the Ranger series, which I love. 
the Mystery Dungeon series. I never played uh, any of them. Any of the side uh, side games? None of the side games besides Pokemon Snap. Um, I have been playing uh, Pokemon Picross on the 3DS though. That kind of. Oh, counts. I forgot about that. Yeah. So they have all these side series games, and they pretty regularly release them. They had the Poke- uh, the pinball games. They had the Ranger games. They have the Mystery oh, Dungeon games. Pokemon pinball. They released Pokemon Conquest, which is part of my Pokemon 2017 resolution is to finally play that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have all these games, but I feel like they haven't released any recently. I just, like, since, since RJ credits us with... Have, putting Pokemon Snap on the Wii U, I want to channel our powers <laughs> and just like say that they should make a new Pokemon Snap game for the 3DS or for the Switch, and then maybe yes. in four months they'll announce it. <laughs> I I would love for them to do that because now I don't expect them to put all the Pokemon in this. I get no. that because this one here only had 63 out of the 151 Pokemon. Yeah, I don't need all of them. Um, what would be really cool is like if they took like a survey, like which Pokemon do you want to see in this game? Yeah. Well, and now nowadays they have all the starters. Yeah. For each, at least put in all the starters. That's all I ask is just all the starters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you don't have to put in all the legendaries, but at least one of each of the legendary trios or something like that. You know, just off to the side. Yeah. Um. Again, like. Uh, and this one, like, there was Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, there was Mew, but there was no Mew too. Right. And it's fine to and not there was have it. A, uh, there was a Pokemon sign of Mew too that they have, but that's about it. Um, I think it would be awesome. Nowadays it would be super and, easy too because you can easily update a game, or I know this is like a dirty phrase for some people, but you could do downloadable tracks. Like, you could do, like, new downloadable yeah. content. Where it's like, okay, in the how, how many how many areas or tracks are in Pokemon Snap? The original. Uh, Do you remember? Hold on a second. There was the beach. There was the tunnel. Then there was the. Um, I want to say river, cave, valley. Oh, and the volcano. I forgot about that one. And then there was the rainbow cloud. So there's seven. Yeah. Seven so tracks. if you made a new Pokemon Snap game that had eight tracks and then kind of like a Mario Kart game. And then you had them release four track packs or like even two track packs or something that you could then buy after the fact. And then they just have a team of people working on this game for X number of years to make new tracks. I would totally buy all of that content. People get weird about paying for post-game stuff. But Nintendo tends to have a good philosophy on how to do post-release content. Mm. And if they advise whatever company would be developing a new Pokemon Snap game, I think they could do a great job with it. I would totally play a Pokemon Snap game on my 3DS. Why not? That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Or if they really want to do something, do like those virtual reality boxes with your uh, uh, phone. Oh, my god! And then you will... (laughs) Or even integrate it into Pokemon Go. Yeah, that would be cool. That that would have been like an amazing, but, amazing thing to do. But I like the fact that in Pokemon Snap, like you're on a, your own track or whatever, and you're going down, and like you gotta do things quick to get this Pokemon to do this reaction. Um, like you gotta throw you gotta throw a bunch of apples at Pikachu to 
lead mm-hmm. it to a surfboard to get the surf uh, surfing Pikachu picture. Um, the only really good way to get a Snorlax is by playing the Pokey Flute. Yeah. I just a whole bunch of things that you I just do, can't like, imagine a world where you know tens of millions of people are buying Pokemon games for their 3DS, and you couldn't make a profit on a Pokemon Snap game for 3DS. You know what I mean? If oh, they yeah. announced that they were making a Pokemon Snap game, it could be short. It could be really short, and I still think people would be like, "Whoa!" And they could be like, "We're only going to oh, put yeah. 180 Pokemon in it," and people could, would still be like, "Yeah!" You know, like. I just can't imagine a world where people wouldn't be totally pumped to play that game. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like, make it 200 Pokemon and have, like, 50 of them be, like, fan choosing. Yeah, that'd be... Like, oh, top 50 so cool. from Pokemon, or from fans to get to choose which ones are in there. Oh, that'd be so good. All right, I'm, I'm putting that, all of my premonitory power... That's not a word. Premonition powers into this podcast right now <laughs> to make this yes. happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. They could go off the list that Japan did a while back about the top, uh, all the top 100, or top all Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Just base it off of the first 50 <laughs> regular Pokemon that are not legendaries. Yeah. So, I mean, you figure already Greninja's first, Pikachu, Magnemite, and then whatever the, other, yeah. the rest of the list is. But also throw in Heracross if you're listening. Yes, Heracross. <laughs> Heracross. Well, maybe one day. We'll see. Yes. Someday we're going to be reading that on our news segment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for those who are curious, the game is nine ninety nine on the Wii U. Personally, because it took me only like eight hours to complete it, I feel like it could have been like a four ninety nine game. Yeah. Personally, but for nostalgia reasons, I understand it. It. I enjoyed it. I played the game. I had fun. I still. I played it again this morning just to show my roommate who had work the other night, so she didn't get to see me play all the way and showed her some of the cool tricks I did like getting, on how to get Gyarados and whatnot. Yeah. I hope a ton of people bought it. I hope just like an absolute like shocking amount of people bought it. I have a feeling like if anyone who has a Wii U probably did. I really I'd hope like so. to think. <sighs> yeah. More Pokemon Snap. The only other game news thing we really have is just that yes. the uh, global mission that we talked about last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, I guess, ends tomorrow from the time of recording. So January 9th, I guess, would be tomorrow. So coming to you from the past. Did you take part in it? No, because I, I can't really do anything. And I'm assuming I would have to register my stuff online for them to know I even did it. Uh, uh. So I'm part of the problem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done anything either. My excuse is I'm lazy. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really curious to see if they meet this one because it was such a smaller goal, but it required a little bit more effort. So it'll be interesting to see if, if they do that. So I'll I'll try to keep keep track of these global missions, just you know, if they keep doing them. Yeah. Because I think it's interesting. I like the idea of it. If if uh you know, if I if I could participate in them, I probably would, um, because yeah. Sun and Moon actually makes it super easy. We talked about, you know, these global missions require you to keep paying for things in the game because um, you have to buy a bunch of Pokeballs to catch a bunch of Pokemon you don't actually want. But hmm. 
in Sun and Moon, you can gain, like, you can earn 20,000, you know, units or dollars or whatever every single day in the game if you just go to that beach and throw the Pukimukas into the water. Like, it's every single day. So they make it pretty easy. So if I could, I would. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty interesting. But that's it for game news. It's going to be a while before we have... Uh, no major news for anime now that Generations is over, unfortunately. <laughs> XYZ is airing regularly again. Uh, I think they got like two more episodes, maybe. Yep. Ish. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sun and Moon should hopefully be premiering February 11th. Hopefully. Uh, I don't know if Disney XD is going to take over for it. I don't know if they were just doing the thing. They just got the rights for like the first two episodes and Cartoon Network's going to continue or what. But yeah. I really do hope that we get we get it soon because I really can't wait to see what happens in the third and episode and whatnot because I've only seen the first two. I still need to watch the second. I don't know what I've been doing with my life. <laughs> but I'm excited for that series to start. I've been very tempted to just watch the Japanese version. I know it would be weird because all the voices and names would be different, but I just like really want to watch this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. That's kind of the reason why I refuse to watch it. Because anytime I watch something in Japanese because America is taking too, taking too long to do it, I'll yeah. start watching it. And then I go back to America and I'm like, ooh, the voices. Like, I did it with Naruto. <laughs> I, started, I started watching Naruto in the Japanese. And one night, and then I did Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. which is now just coming to Toonami. But I'm kind of like, I'm already so far ahead. I might as well not even watch the American version. Yeah. It's weird so. because... The, the way that they voice act is so different, so... Oh, yeah. Like, in uh, Japan, Goku's voice is very kiddish sounding, but then yeah. over here in America, like, he's got this strong, deep voice, and I'm like, ooh, I do miss that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched... Uh, well, I shouldn't say I've never watched any Dragon Ball. I've watched maybe the first few episodes of the original Dragon Ball, like, no letter after. <laughs> um, and I like that a lot, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's just so much now that I wouldn't even know where to start. So, I don't okay. know what to do with that. But I keep hearing such good things about Super, so we'll see. Maybe. 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 And hopefully, again, I'm going to put this out into the universe, and then maybe we'll be talking about it four months from now. Hopefully, <laughs> the companies that were working on Origins and Generations will do something else. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love that. Who knows? We'll see. Fingers crossed, folks. I know, right? Any other news? I don't know if there's anything else really going on. Mm, trying to think. Uh, when do Sun and Moon cards come out? I don't. I didn't I look that up. February second ish, uh, somewhere around the beginning of February. I can tell you that much. Okay. Because I want those. <laughs> I do too. Uh, some of the cards look really, really nice. Um, I, like, I have a feeling I'm going to end up buying a box set on Amazon. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know. I don't really have I, money for it, but, you know. I know. I've been resisting buying cards for myself because I, I want the Sun and Moon ones so much that I'm like, I'm just going to wait for now. I know they're coming out soon, and I'm just going to buy more than I should when Sun and Moon cards finally come out. So, <sighs> Yep. Our Twitter account right now, just to see if there was anything. Oh, any other news items? Yeah, I share a bunch of things. Uh, there. My 
computer's being slow. Sorry, folks. <laughs> so I'm just trying to keep talking so this way it doesn't drown out. You know, I went to... Um, install no problem um i went yeah. to build a bear at my mall uh just yesterday and i don't think they had oh, yeah? any of the pokemon stuff i could not find it yeah so Did i don't know you? i didn't see it but I've, it's also the first time i'd ever been in a build a bear so i also okay. was just kind of like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> so i didn't see <laughs> it but i also didn't spend like a ton of time in there um right so i don't know i'm also really really terrible at being in in places I've never been before. I like don't know how to talk to the store people. So I probably could have just asked, but I didn't. And I just like awkwardly looked around and didn't say anything. So that's kind of a bummer because I actually was, I was thinking about trying to get one of those things or something cool from Build-A-Bear for, for a giveaway at some point, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's going to happen. It won't for this one. So. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, oh, uh, in TCG news, we've got uh, the Lycanroc GX box that's coming out. Oh. Uh, it's got the Sun Lycanroc form. Okay. Uh, it looks like it comes with two older uh, packs. It looks like uh, Forces Collide, maybe, and uh, Breakpoint, and then two of the Sun and Moon packs. Is there... And obviously, the Lycanroc promo card. Is there a pin or a figurine? No, just the giant card, which I still don't know what to do with those. I don't know what to do with those either. I have the Solgaleo GX card. I don't have the new, the Lunala one yet, but I eventually would like it. But I don't know what to do with them. Um, let's see here. Ooh, our good friend Eric Berry drew an awesome picture of a Wigglytuff. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> awesome. Um, that Vickavolt card that we had shared a while back looks amazing. Oh, it looks so good. This is why I need Sun and Moon cards to happen. <laughs> and fun fact, I went and saw uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and there is a ship that looks a lot like Vickavolt. <laughs> Just type in uh, the U-Wing the U for Star wing? Wars, and you will see it looks a lot like Vickavolt. I wonder if I'm going to remember having seen this. In the oh. oh, I remember seeing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Now they just yeah. need to make a ship that looks like a charger bug. <laughs> right. Um, I'd be all about here. that. I finally got Santa Hat Raichu. Oh, I did that today. Nice. Yep. I'm pretty sure they're not doing uh, Santa Hat Pikachu anymore, so I felt like it was time. Mm-hmm. So I've got one now, too. Yeah. It's not it's as strong as my original Raichu, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> And last but not least, there are the new 3DS themes. Oh, yeah. That you can get uh, for backgrounds on your 3DS. Uh, one of which is the three starters. The other one is Pokemon Full Power Z Moves. Hmm. You know what I, speaking of Z Moves, you know what I realized just today or yesterday, maybe? I still haven't used Primarina's exclusive Z Move. I still don't even know what it looks like because I. Just never used it. And somebody sent me a snap um, yesterday of them using Decidueyes, and I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I should probably try that. <laughs> oh, well. Nice. I didn't need it. <laughs> well, that's good, though. I'm like, you went through the whole game without having to use it. So, I mean, props to you for that one. I mean, I still use Z moves. Don't get me wrong. 
Right. The nice thing about Z moves in Sun and Moon is like you pretty much get to decide which Pokemon in that trainer's team you just don't have time for and you just don't want to deal with. And you're like, I'm going to use my Z move on you, Palisand, so that I don't have to worry about you. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, whichever one it is. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that you can actually put multiple Z moves on this, on like different Pokemon. Like, say, or let me rephrase that. I like the fact that you can take like one Z move crystal and put it onto multiple Pokemon. Yes, I like that too. You can be very strategic so. about it. Mm-hmm. So. So, main episode discussion. Yes. We're finally here. Pokemon mythology and history. Uh, what got me into this idea for the episode was a while back, you had actually posted up onto our Twitter account, uh, Pokemon timeline, tree of life type thing. Oh, it was so cool. I stared at it for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, kind of just gives you the idea of like how, like what Pokemon are similar to each other. Uh, how the branches kind of work out. Um, it's like um, it's like taxonomy or like biological yeah. um, stuff. It's like if if you looked at Pokemon from a biological standpoint and tried mm-hmm. to connect them based on their species and what was similar and what might have biologically evolved from this or that, and it's huge because yeah. it it incorporates every single Pokemon species. So it's really, mm-hmm. really awesome. And then the way that they have to try to categorize it is cool because it's creatures that don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they put up some good points. Like, you know, like all the turtles are together. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the plant life are together. Dragons, stuff like that. I mean, it, it's really cool. And like they uh, categorize everything uh, into like one little section. Like you got the marsupials. Um, you mm-hmm. got snakes in one. You got crickets. <laughs> uh, you got the. Uh, I'm trying to find something else. Like moths. I feel like there's one called modern dragons. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Here we go. There's dragons right here. Um, there's the winged lizards. Ah, there's new dragons. Draco Nova. New. There dragons. we go. Yeah, they give yeah. them cool scientific names too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's cool because it gives you a sense of, like, how much of each type of Pokemon there are. Like, we know that there are more water Pokemon than anything else, but on this you can see how much of the chunk of the biological tree of Pokemon is actually dedicated to just fish. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really cool in that sense that you get to see that. Hopefully, when they're creating creatures, they take this into account a little bit to say, like, maybe we don't need as many fish. (laughs) (laughs) Could do something else. Um, I do like the one thing, like they have like the humanoids type, mm-hmm. and they actually put a human up there with some of the other humanoid type Pokemon. <laughs> it's a very cool graphic. It's awesome. It is. If you haven't um, checked that out, it should be on our Twitter somewhere. Maybe we'll retweet uh, it so that it's more. Yeah, we'll recent. probably reshare or something like that, just so everyone can see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I watched a couple different. Um, YouTube videos uh, of all the timelines of the Pokemon history. I sent you one of the videos, which I thought was probably the best representation. And if anyone else wants to check out that video, uh, it's called the Pokemon timeline. uh, And then in little colons with sun and moon, it's by Commonwealth realm. That's their YouTube channel. Go check them out and watch the video. It's 
32 minutes long, but it's pretty much worth it. It gives you an idea. And they actually go into, like, the game's history of, like, how all that lines up. I don't think we're going to go too deep into that, per se. I think we're mostly just going to focus on, like, the history of how it was all created and the big event that actually happens in it and maybe discuss a little bit of the differences between that. Yeah, the stuff I find most interesting is the creation stuff. That's the stuff that I knew prior to you bringing this up, or I knew a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that certain Pokemon are responsible for certain, um, I guess, just creation elements of our universe. Um, and I thought that was cool. I did not know that this video you sent me was going to get so deep. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I got maybe seven minutes in and I was like, wait, what do you mean they're done with the creation stuff? What is the other 23 minutes of this video? Yeah. And it does go by fast. I, I do recommend the video. Um, but I was like, wait, where mm-hmm. is this going? <laughs> yeah. So in that video, they don't mention some things cause I took down notes from other videos and a lot of people have like their own opinions on how everything happened. Uh, they also have like their own opinions on like different things. So I kind of just took the good ideas that I liked from them and uh, a lot of like the stuff that overlapped between them. I'm like, okay, so since majority of people think this, I'll try and keep this the same. Yeah. It's tough. Cause there's not, you know, a definitive history of the Pokemon universe. It's all kind of, pieced together based on the games and the show and what we know about certain Pokemon based on their descriptions and stuff like that. So um, there's no, there's no Pokemon Bible as it were um, describing everything that went down in which way. So Mm -hmm. like Zelda did recently, (laughs) we don't have that for Pokemon. (laughs) We should, I would love for Pokemon or Nintendo or the Pokemon company to do something like that. Well, and I didn't think that they could have until I watched this video and learned more about these theories. I thought like (laughs) that would be a disaster. If they tried to do that, it'd be disastrous, but oh my gosh, it actually, they could do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think without further ado, we'll start it off. Um, Number one thing everyone agrees on, it all started with an egg. But uh, one video did point out that what created the egg was actually the unknown. Mm. So um, it was like vast nothingness, which was actually just the unknown. So then the unknown created the egg, which then hatches into Arceus. Yeah, I knew that I think part. everyone knows. Yeah, the god Pokemon, who mm-hmm. then creates Palkia, Dialga, and Giratina. Palkia being the ruler of space, Dialga being the ruler of time, Giratina being the ruler of antimatter, because... For every piece of matter that you create, there has to be antimatter. Um, Giratina is eventually punished for its destructive nature and sent to its own dimension, and it's basically just sealed there. And then eventually, Palkia and Diago, once they're done, they get sent to their own dimensions. Um, but there's an access point to uh, get to Palkia, Diago, and Giratina through the Spear Pillar in Sinnoh, which we will get there eventually. <laughs> I just thought I put that out there. Uh, Paul, or Arceus then creates Uxi, Mesprit, and Azelf, uh, known as the Lake Guardians that we may know from the Generation 4. Um, yep. They're meant to bring in knowledge, emotion, and willpower to all living things. It's cool because you start to see these little, like, there's an organization to reality as we know it, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that so much of it falls into place in Generation 4 for some reason. Yeah, so I think they might have thought Generation 4 might have been their last generation. 
Oh, you think so? I, I, I have a feeling that was the intent. So they just put everything into, into place with that. That's interesting. Pretty much. Um, after they were done, they basically dived into the caves and the lakes, which is how they became the Lake Guardians. Mm-hmm. But before doing that, they ended up creating Mew in their own image. Which makes sense, based on Mew is known as the ancestor of all Pokemon, because eventually, originally there was just a giant Mew population. Aww. And so, so cute. Yes, it's adorably cute little pink Pokemon flying around everywhere. And then eventually someone decided, or, uh, I'm sorry, eventually then they decided to, you know, go out and do their own thing, and they kind of, I don't want to say evolve in the Pokemon sense, but evolve in our sense that we know, mm-hmm. in, to adjust to different climates and stuff like that. Um, after creating Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf, Arceus goes into a deep slumber. So, and is basically just not to be bothered again, because, I mean, come on, guy's taking a nap. He's done a lot, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's done a lot for, like, a day. <laughs> Anyways, um, eventually, Kyogre, Groudon, and Rayquaza are formed from the deep-sea pressure of the sea, uh, the deep earth and magma, in the land and the, and the earth, and basically, and then Rayquaza is formed from the minerals in the ozone layer. And of course, as Kyogre starts to create the sea and ground starts creating the land, eventually these two were destined to fight. Because, I mean, you know, they're blocking each other. I want to create sea here. Well, I'm creating land here, so back off. Yeah, there's no way for them to both increase their domain without taking away from the other ones. I do remember when I was playing the original Ruby and Sapphire, that Mm -hmm. the story behind Kyogre and Groudon, or at least this dynamic between Kyogre and Groudon, was the first time in the Pokemon series that I was really, really impressed with what they were giving to me, you know, like as far as story and concept. So as much as I love Generation 2 and had like a deep affinity for the games and the gameplay and the, the creatures and the characters and stuff, I do remember that the dynamic between Kyogre and Groudon was the very, very first time I was just like, boom, that's such a cool <laughs> idea, and it makes so much sense. Nice. So I remember like that feeling of being like, dang, <laughs> this is awesome. Nice. Uh, Rayquaza finally shows up to stop the fight between Groudon and Kyogre, because, uh, you know, Rayquaza is awesome. It's cool that Rayquaza is basically this, um, like, fail-safe right? Yeah. Like, anytime those two get too crazy, Rayquaza will stop them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's kind of cool. Um, and so then, eventually, Regigigas, who was also created by Arceus, moves the land mass around, forming the regions that we know today. And I just love to point out that he kind of shorthanded the Alola region. <laughs> Give a little more. Come on, Regigigas. Exactly. What the heck? Um, but he created uh, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, and Reggie Rock from clay, uh, steel, and ice uh, as his own, uh, basically, his own minions, basically, kind of. Do my bidding, Reggies. Yes. Um, And like I said before, the only common Pokemon was Mew until it eventually adapts to natures of the different regions that Regigigas created. So Mm -hmm. basically... In one region, it'll be a Hoot Hoot. In the other region, it'll be a Pidgey. 
um, in the other region. It's a Talo. Uh, it kind of just, I, you know, the different atmosphere, the different climates and everything like that. Obviously, Johto and Kanto are right next to each other, so it's a little weird how that ended up, but I'm not going to question it. Eh, you know, it's whatever. It's yes. like the regional variants of ancient history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then also in Sinnoh, obviously, Heatran was created in a pool of lava. Yeah, I, uh, one thing I found interesting about the video, that 30-minute video, is it actually doesn't touch on Heatran at all, which surprised me because doesn't Heatran have a pretty significant, if not role, effect on the planet? I, I want to say so. I don't uh, recall anything about that across the other um, videos I watched. I just feel like it's one of those things where, like, if Heatran gets mad, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's going to go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess that's any of these these uh, big legendary or mythical or like planetarily significant Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then um, other Pixie Pokemon were created as traits Arceus wanted in sentient life. So Celebi was created as the connection with nature. Jirachi was created with uh, hope. Shaman was purity. Victini was desire for victory. Meloetta was culture. And then Hoopa was mischief. I don't know why Arceus wanted mischief, but he <laughs> got it. Those are actually some of my favorites. The, these, these little um, Pokemon that, I mean, they're cute, but what I like about them is that they're these human characteristics. I don't know why that resonates so well, but it's kind of cool. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're organized into these different emotions or desires or whatever, but um, they're pretty cool. I like them a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Landorus, Tornadus, and Thunderus were created to create development of crops in nature because you know Pokemon got to eat. Important, you know, basic yeah. needs. Uh, Curum uh, was ba- or the original Dragon Pokemon uh, was created to uphold truth and ideals, and we'll touch upon that in a little bit, which I think yeah. is a really cool story. I like that story. Uh, Xerneas, Evil, in Zygarde were created to demonstrate life and death. Creepy. <laughs> Swords of Justice created to protect Pokemon from danger. Ho-Oh was created to protect the land, and Lugia was created to protect the sea. And Lugia was granted the domain of the legendary birds. Which we see a little bit of in the old movies. So yes. if you've never looked up any of this stuff, but you've seen the movies back in Pokemon's like super huge, crazy heyday then that, that at least would have been familiar to some folks. Yeah. Um, so the first Pokemon that really Mew kind of evolved into, if you will, would be Solosis. Because, I mean, it's a cell Pokemon. It's kind of like the most basic of all Pokemon, if you yeah. will. So it, And then eventually we get the fossil Pokemon where 500 million years ago, and this all kind of lines up with our understanding of the... Uh, uh, I don't want to say like Jurassic, but like the Jurassic, the Crustaceous, all those yeah. time periods a while back, all these Pokemon kind of lined up well with these. Like the 500 million years ago, it was just Armaldo. Um, 400 to 360 million years ago was Omastar, who actually preyed on Shelder, according to one of the Pokedex entries. So <laughs> it's believed that Shelder was at least around back then. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, based on what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you got 300 million years ago, you got the Kabutops, 
200 million years ago, Aerodactyl, and then 50 million years ago, you get the list of like Archeops, Lily, Cranidos, Amora, Tyrantrum, Bastiodon on the land, Tortuga, <laughs> and Relicanth in the sea. Yeah, and you can see the development, right? Like they go from being more simple to being more complex. Yes. Um, and then obviously half a million years ago, well, actually after all those Pokemon, fossil Pokemon kind of left or died out basically during the I, Ice Age, um, Tortuga and... One thing that really surprised me, and I guess this is probably just depending on who you, like who's putting this stuff together, but yeah. um, like different theories on how those Pokemon died out and how many different times, right? So certain people that write about this will write about what we think of our own planet, which is there's an asteroid impact, and then they mention ice ages and stuff. Um, but it's interesting how it just kind of parallels our own, our yeah. own world. But um, yeah. it seems like there's a consensus in that there were two, two species that survived. It sounded like you were getting to when I yes. very rudely interrupted you. Um, the- <laughs> oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Interrupt me down there. Um, Archeops and Tortuga, they uh, basically the flying and the turtle fossils from black and white, mm-hmm. they survived. And most bird Pokemon kind of descended down from the Archeops. And then most uh, turtle Pokemon like Squirtle, Blastoise, Wartortle, uh, Torkoal, and then like... Uh, and all of the turtles basically kind of descended from Tortuga. Granted, I think Archeops got the better end of the deal on that. <laughs> There's a lot more flying type birds than turtles. Uh, basically, they survived. Um, half a million years ago, humans finally show up. And with the humans is also kind of the emergence of ghost type Pokemon. I'm assuming ghosts are the ghost type Pokemon or just having to be the ghosts of humans. I'm going to go with that and just stick with it. I would love for someone to do, and I'm sure someone has just a deep dive into ghost Pokemon theory because the stories behind them are so weird and so bizarre and also really diverse in that some ghost Pokemon are attributed to the spirit of people. Some ghost Pokemon are attributed to the spirit of Pokemon and it's just, it would be really interesting to put all that together and try to make sense of it. Yeah. Because if one thing I, is clear, in the Pokemon universe, the afterlife exists because ghost Pokemon exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, that in the world of Pokemon is like not up for debate, <laughs> which is really, yeah. really interesting to me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, after the humans emerge, there's a second Ice Age. Um, uh, Mammal swine and a bunch of other ice to Pokemon kind of uh, flourish during this time, but then after the Ice Age melts, thanks to Volcarona, who kind of uses his heat wave to end the Ice Age, the mammal swine population actually dies down. Oh, they're so cute, though. And <laughs> other notes I've seen, the Magikarp population, due to mutation, actually dies down. Oh. It was actually once believed that Magikarp used to be very powerful Pokemon. Huh. And they just kind of mutated themselves out of strength. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a downgrade. I don't fully understand. I think they may have actually gotten smaller. Like, they used to be huge Magikarp or something. Oh, I can see where that theory would come from. Because there are stories of, of um, trying to find the huge Magikarp, right? That's a story mm-hmm. in the anime. Uh, it's a, see, it's like all these different stories that people are trying to 
pull into one thing. So that makes sense. I never thought of that before. Hmm. So um, now we're going to go into like the Unova story just a little bit of the Tau Trio and how that all happened. Basically, there was a king. He had two sons. After he passed away, the dragon was left his two sons. Both had ideals for what they wanted. Um, or basically, one left uh, believed in ideals, the other one believed in truth, and they ended up splitting uh, the dragons. One became uh, Reshram, the other one became Zekrom, and then Curum is left as the husk of the original dragon. That might be one of my this this might be one of my favorite Pokemon legends, if that's the appropriate mm-hmm. word. Um, the the way that Reshiram and Zekrom came into existence is I don't know why that story is so cool, but I just love that story. Yeah. Me too. Um, basically, the prince of ideals wanted to follow Volcarona and built his kingdom around its nest because obviously Volcarona is the one who ended the Ice Age. So, hey, you're my hero. I'm going to uh-huh. build my kingdom around you. Yeah. Um, the civilization, the civilization trains uh, to reach perfect form of mind through meditation, also known as Zen, which is why when you go to like the uh, Desert in black and white, you can see those. Uh, I'm trying to think, the Darmanitan. Uh, yes, Zen the Darmanitan in their Zen mode. Those are I love those. <laughs> so cool. Um, and while the truth uh, searched for Meloetta, who was one of the pixie Pokemon that was in Culture, uh, who basically had the ability to activate the Reveal Glass and release the forces of nature of Thunderous, Landorus, and Tornadus, and put them into the, like their true form. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the kingdoms end up going to war, and the Truth Kingdom was destroyed. And they had uh, Meloetta end up sinking the kingdom down into the sea to protect it. Hmm. Um, and so then the kings, after a while, decided these dragons are too powerful. Let's seal them away. So they sealed them away in the stones to protect the world from their destruction. Poor dragons. They created Golurk to protect the Dragon Spiral Tower, which is where the dragons were sealed away at. And they created Cofagrigus to protect their tombs after they were buried. (laughs) At some point in Sinnoh, Regigigas was sealed away in Snowpoint for being, I guess, too destructive. Yeah, it's like uh, Regigigas is kind of this... uh... I feel bad. He's like this misunderstood, powerful being that the humans sort of just turn on. That they're mm-hmm. like, you're powerful, and we don't know enough about you, so go be in this cave forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the Reggies were sealed away in Hoenn, I guess, to keep them away from Regigigas. Makes sense. So now we come to Kalos. And it's history. Crazy. Kalos history is crazy. Yes. Now... <laughs> Everyone knows the story of the AZ war, because especially if you watch the last episode of Generations, they kind of explain it. Yeah. There was a war, King AZ. He uh, he had a, uh, what was it, the Floet. Yeah, a, a special looking Floet. Which we never got in the game, and I wish we did. Oh, I know. So, uh, he ended up having to send Floet into battle because... That might tip the scales. I don't know why, but sure, why not? 
And because humans at the time were jerks and made Pokemon fight their wars for them. Way exactly. to go, Kalos, people. <laughs> exactly. So, eventually Floek died. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. So the king created a machine that would bring back the life of its Floet. Unfortunately, it cost the lives of many more Pokemon. So Floet became alive again and in the process became immortal along with King AZ. Mm-hmm. Floet was so upset of the actions and the deaths of the other Pokemon that it left King AZ and went to its own thing. It was like, screw you, basically. I'm, I I can't do this. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, too much. Too far, King AZ. So, in his rage, he created a weapon that basically ended the war with, uh, well, he didn't create, it's the same weapon that he used to bring back the life of Floet. Yeah, he turned it into, exactly. He turned it into a machine that'll cause, it was like a cannon, basically, and launched an energy beam and destruction and basically ended the war. Like crazy, enormous destruction. Like weapon of mass destruction, destruction. Yes. But it like was so powerful, life. it created an alternate universe. Boom! There it is. This is so much more than I ever bargained for because I did not even realize <laughs> that this was a thing that was so widely speculated to be not even speculated really because i guess in a game i have not played yet part of my resolution there's a comment about there's another universe identical to this one where this thing doesn't exist and i had never seen that before um and wow does this just begin like a whole big mind-blowing event Mm -hmm. Basically what it is, is when the weapon was fired, it created an alternate universe where everything that we just talked about happened, except for the p- part where the Kalos War happened. Yeah, it's really weird. There's like a split that happens, and mm-hmm. it, you, you'll give yourself a headache if you try to pinpoint exactly like how the split lines up, but it all centers around that weapon. And it Mm -hmm. ends up creating the reality where that weapon happened and then somehow manages to create a mirror, not mirror universe, but a parallel universe where that just kind of like erased itself and didn't happen. Exactly. It's very strange. Um, It doesn't really follow any sort of conventional um, mm -hmm. understanding of what a split timeline would look like. It kind of like goes, it splits things, Mm -hmm. kind of goes backwards and then continues forward. It's very weird. Yeah. So... Basically, in the universe where the war happened, which is still the same universe, basically, the original, we have mega evolution now because of the energy from that weapon. In the other one without the war, there is no mega evolution. Yeah, because I guess the way that it was explained, at least in this video, I don't know if it's explained different ways, is that the energy from that was so, so widespread that it started to affect like rocks in the in space it like affected mm-hmm. space rocks basically a meteorite that, yeah that turned into these these mega evolution sort of like energy emitting stones mhm nuts so that happened um and then we fast forward a little bit obviously humans have taken over 
everything. Um, now, this is kind of where I left off with the notes because I really like that was the main thing I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Pokeballs were eventually invented to capture Pokemon. And to protect them. Well, they were invented to capture, and then there was a yes. new version invented to protect them. So that was cool. Yes, and to protect humans from Pokemon. Yeah. So, but also a couple hundred years ago, the burn tower that we know in Johto was struck by lightning and uh, three Pokemon died. It was believed that it was a Jolteon, Vaporeon, and Flareon. And so Ho-Oh was able to revive them. They became Raikou, Suicune, and Entei. But peeps can't handle powerful stuff. <laughs> exactly. So they ran so them out. They ran away. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if you saw the Generations episode, I mean, humans are cruel. Yeah, humans, like, come on. It's interesting because it's basically, it, it, it's like, here are all these, like, crazy, awesome, powerful creatures that can do all these cool things and, like, they have what we would consider superpowers and whatnot. And then there's humans. And humans are just, like, mm-hmm. insecure in their lack of cool stuff. They do way cool stuff. So we don't like you. And go away. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, basically, you kind of get into, like, the games of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was obviously another war between Johto and Kanto. Uh, that was believed to have happened, and Lieutenant Surge was in the battle. That's interesting to think of there being sort of a modern war in the Pokemon universe, because the 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 uh, generation the the Beast Trio, the Suicune, Entei, and and Raikou, is is like a very very recent occurrence, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. And so it's interesting that those are such recent creations in quotes creations. Um, and then there's wars even after that. I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it, it mimics what we're, we experience, but like, it's just so interesting to think of. Yeah. Do we know what that war was about? Or is it just like, yeah. uh, we know it happened because Lieutenant Surge. Pretty much. Hmm. Um, obviously now, if you want to know more about like the different universes, basically, if you take everything previous to X and Y, that's all in the universe without mega evolution. This is the crazy part. <laughs> this, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's all pretty crazy, but the fact that you just take, it, it, it ends up being these two timelines that kind of look like the events of, of I guess, what we understand is, you know, creation and, 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 and all that leading up to the war. And then it just skips tons of generations of Pokemon that we know, like the original Ruby and Sapphire games, right? And then mm-hmm. um, the Sinnoh games. Um, and then it, it's just, it's nuts. It's like two, yeah. I, wish I, I wish I could show a graphic via podcast because I can see it in my head, like a whole chunk of the, the main series just like shifts over into a second timeline. Yes. And well, it never happened is, in one of the universes. It's crazy. Well, the thing though is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire still take place during the same time as Ruby and Sapphire. It's just the events fold out differently because of mega evolution. Yeah. Well, um, so. because isn't in those events, isn't that 
not not in the games, but, but there's like a precursor event to Omega Ruby and or Omega yeah. Alpha, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Gosh, that took me way too long. Um that is basically the first mega evolution, right? Isn't it a Yeah. It's a um, it's another that, battle between Radon and Kyogre because that yes. happened. And then they were raging so hard um that Ray, Rayquaza had to basically mega evolve or in, could depending in Ruby on and Sapphire, uh Rayquaza shows up to stop the battle. Yeah. In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Rayquaza never shows up to stop the battle between the two. Okay. And I don't even think they actually did fight in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I think it was actually like you just actually end up going after one of those Pokemon. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this in the video. They so, basically said like in one version you're able to defeat them, and so Rayquaza. Yeah, and then in the other one you can't defeat them, so Rayquaza has to come and balance things out again. Yes. So weird. Um, yeah. When they're in there, yes. Uh, basically, you have to try and capture. Uh, uh, Groudon or Kyogre in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and then eventually you go after Rayquaza, and you are able to Mega Evolve him, and then you go up into space to battle Deoxys. Yes. Well, in that uh, Delta episode, there's a woman who's from the Draco people who worship dragons and all stuff in the Hoenn region, and she was basically explaining to the scientists who wanted to open up a wormhole and send the meteor that was coming straight for Earth into the wormhole. And she had basically said, and this is kind of what started all of these theories that kind of let everything out, was the fact that if you do this, it will. Uh, you may send uh, that meteorite to another universe where Mega Evolution does not exist, which is the original Ruby and Sapphire game. Which is crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but ends up making a lot of sense because if you, like me, prior to really looking into any of this, just kind of followed the games as uh, like a chronological timeline and then remakes of those events, then stuff starts to not make any sense. Like mm-hmm. you start to think, well, if I can mega evolve stuff in, a, in, in these new Ruby and Sapphire remakes, why was I not able to do this in a game that existed in the exact same place? with the exact same stuff going exactly. on, but this explains it. <laughs> the actual, like the Pokemon universe, which frequently makes no sense. Sense. And Bizarre. I have a feeling if there is a diamond and pearl remake, I have okay. a feeling they're going to go even deeper into the creation of this whole thing, because that's the origin of the universe right there is diamond and pearl games. So if you get a recreation of this, they may actually go a little bit more into the split of the multiverse, if anything else. Well, and that would have been the first generation to acknowledge multiple dimensions anyway, right? Because you have time mm-hmm. and space, and then you have the uh, um, um, drawing a blank on where it is that Giratina actually resides. But like, oh, the distortion distortion yes. world. Like, it, it, it acknowledges these different dimensions, which in a way kind of leads directly into the possibility of there being multiple timelines and different universes and whatnot. So, oh my gosh. Now, now mm-hmm. I'm it's a lot to take in. excited for a potential remake of Diamond Pearl. Yeah. Now, um, this is going to be a little spoiler here for Sun and Moon. Oh yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, Sun if and you Moon haven't Force. beaten the, uh, what's the Ultra Beast ep- Saga episode with uh, Luker, 
Um, go do that now. Really quick. Yeah. Go. Go. Or if you want to be spoiled, stay and listen. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. I did it. It's okay. I don't um, feel uh, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to ruin my experience. Uh, the person who is with Looker uh, for this event, she is actually from the original Ruby and Sapphire game. She was one of the I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to figure what they called it. Um, she was from the Battle Tower mm-hmm. in the uh, at the end of the game. I think it was actually an emerald that it, they actually had it. That would that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm going to play this episode real quick. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but she. Um, it's interesting because she's basically she jumps between the two parallel universes, doesn't she? Isn't that kind of the whole... She she's was like somehow, almost? <laughs> yeah, she was somehow sent from the original universe without... Well, not the original, because I guess this is technically the original universe that we're in now. But yeah, she, she was sent from, from the, the resulting non-Mega Evolution, Mega Evolution universe. universe. Which we all knew before was, this. That's what's really crazy about this. The non-Mega Evolution universe is the one that we all knew prior to, like, a generation ago. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Back to her. <laughs> yeah, no. So she somehow got sent through the dimensional wormhole and is now in our universe with no memories. But, I mean, if you look up her character, because, like, at first when I'm playing the game, I didn't realize. I was like, she looks very familiar. Why do I recognize her? And come to find out, she was one of the battle heads from Pokemon Emerald. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so... The Pokemon Company knows that there is two alternate universes. Yeah, there's there's little they comments and little things along the way that that acknowledge it. So I'm thinking it's building up to the Diamond and Pearl, where they will actually finally announce the difference between the two universes. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, that'd be that would be really really awesome. It's it's just so mind blowing. And I, there's probably people listening to this who are like. Doug, we've known this for two years now. Mind-blowing. It's like just absolutely crazy to think about. And I think what makes yeah. it so crazy to think about is the fact that, like I was saying, the universe that we have known up until like just a few years ago is actually the universe that was created as a result of a cataclysmic event. So mm-hmm. we've been playing or we've been understanding the alternate universe mm-hmm. And didn't even know that the original universe existed. <laughs> it's so now, weird. Some people believe that there's three universes. Yeah, that the is it that? Uh, let me see if I know what you're talking about. Is it that the original two generations are one universe, and then mm-hmm. the the result the resulting alternate universe that we've been mm-hmm. talking about starts with the um, generation one remakes? Yes. And then that's one. And then the third one is the original timeline which would yes. be... Mega um, Evolution. Yes, the Mega Evolution universe. Yes. I saw somebody had named them, and I don't remember what they were named. Yeah, I saw it recently, too. Um, but, like, the one with just red, blue, gold, silver, and crystal, it makes sense, because you can only uh, transfer Pokemon between red, blue, yeah. yellow, up to this. And then you've got Pokemon can only really... Trans- and now, obviously, Generation 3 to 4, Four to five to six to seven, yeah, to eight. Basically, those 
or seven, I think. I don't, I don't remember how many generations there are anymore. I, lost I think there's seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think seven. But basically, from three upwards, they can all transfer. So when you transfer your Pokemon from black and white to the Pokemon bank, you're literally transferring Pokemon from one universe to another. Think about that for a second, folks. Did you see the thing where somebody pointed out that prior to generation six, prior to X and Y, all of your transferring said that it's, it's your Pokemon is traveling through time or something like that. And then because you're transferring through generations. And then I guess somebody is going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I saw this right before we started recording and couldn't verify it. Um, but I believe that if you, when you transfer things between generation five and six, it says through time and space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the wording changes between generations to subtly acknowledge the fact that there may be a shift in actual time and space. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here. Like, there's also like if you look at the Pokemon, like it'll say from a faraway place. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like where it's from. Um, I know there's a special event when you show someone a Pokemon that was originally from Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald to someone in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. They say something special about that, which is really cool. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I know they, there's somebody. There's somebody in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire who who straight. Maybe this is the same person, but who straight up says like, "I've uh, I've heard there are." or there may be a, a world exactly like ours, like uh, or a, a Hoenn exactly like ours. Like, they straight up call it the same yeah. thing. But yeah, it's basically it. what I had said earlier about the one lady trying to stop the uh, scientist from sending the media. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh. Duh. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, all these little things. It's just it's, – it's so crazy. But with Sun and Moon, because in the story of Sun and Moon, there are these, these Ultra Beasts from another – dimension i mean they've just been building up and putting these pieces into place that really allow them to do whatever i mean they could create an entirely new game with familiar elements that doesn't have to attach to anything that we've previously seen and they can get away with it they can then create mm-hmm. a game that is completely familiar and attaches to everything we recognize and it still makes sense i mean they've basically set themselves up in a way where they can navigate in any which way they want and it's still all connected in some way crazy it is. It, this whole Pokemon universe thing is absolutely crazy. And you know oh, what? So cool. I love it. Oh, I think it's so cool. I, it, it actually alleviates not all the frustrations that I've had with, with the Pokemon universe, um, but many of them. It really, really like, alleviates a lot of, um, like, why can we suddenly mega evolve? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, because you can just eat, like... In the Pokemon universe, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, new things were discovered. But it just seems like really bizarre that things would just suddenly be discovered that had never, ever, 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 ever occurred mm-hmm. until the year 2014, yeah. you know? I mean, that's like how it is in the anime. Because obviously yeah. in the anime, it's all one universe. Now, some people believe that each time Ash goes to a new uh, region, it's a new universe. But the fact of the matter is, he still has memories of like previous Pokemon, like Doesn't he in Sun and Moon. Flashbacks sometimes. Huh? I feel like he's had that... flashbacks, like between. Yeah, regions. he's had flashbacks in uh, near so. the end of Black and White. He had a flashback of him and Brock and Misty saving his Charmander 
from that terrible trainer. And then his charm or his Charizard eventually comes back to him in the end of black and white. Yeah. In, so uh, it's all one yeah. thing. It's it, I, I would, yeah. I would argue it makes sense. In sun and moon, he brings up, um, he mentions the fact that he has his Tauros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now obviously anime, it, there's a whole <laughs> timeline of, weird stuff going on because clearly everything takes place during one year because Ash is still 10 and I don't know. Well, that's, And that's also its own, if you want to dis- define universes, that's its entirely own universe. Exactly. Because those events don't line up with the events of the, the games, which also don't really line up perfectly with the events of Adventures, which doesn't, you know, so you, well, could, you could define any number of... Oh, of- yeah. Um, but Pokemon uh, Generations and uh, the origin animes that mm-hmm. came out those line up really yeah. well with the games mm-hmm. yeah it's like an attempt to actually tell the story um of those games in just like a new media or medium because mm-hmm. you get the story of red from the new u- of the original universe with mega evolution because at the end yeah. he mega evolves his charizard yeah it's interesting if, if you do end up checking out the video that we're talking about um by commonwealth realm we didn't go very much into the story of the games because we've played them and we're kind of just presuming a lot of people have played most of them or all of them. Um, but they do end up fitting certain things into that video and they say, in the course of the game, this is what would happen in this universe and this is what would happen in this universe. And, it's, and, and they touch on that a little bit with Generations and they touch on that a little bit with Origins. It's very, very cool. It's tough to keep track of and sometimes I had to like stop and rewind and rewatch but it's like that's good to me. It's like meaty stuff. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but again, I thought this would be a great topic for an episode because I know with uh, the game pretty much over, and there's not a whole lot of news really coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Do some cool episode titles and whatnot. Um, I don't know what the next episode will be, but I definitely did want to do this episode. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Yeah, it's a cool one. And I, I, I imagine that when people listen to this, we're gonna get they're gonna tell us new stuff that we didn't even think about, or they're gonna oh, yeah. show us this theory that they read the other day, or you know, like I, I would love that if people sent us mm-hmm. stuff that they've heard before, thing even personal theories where they say like you know, I think it actually makes more sense if you think of it this way. Like that'd be awesome. Like maybe we'll do like an extra episode of like fan theories of stuff like that. Like um I just recently <laughs> cool. saw one fan theory, I'll put this one out there uh-huh. that Cloister, or not Cloister, uh, Clan Pearl from Generation 3. Yeah. it's The Pokemon itself is literally just the orb and uh, the clan that's around it is actually a shelter. <laughs> there are some really cool theories about older generation Pokemon because there's like little things that don't make a ton of sense. So, um, like, and it's weird how many of them have to do with shelter. But uh, mm-hmm. somebody... Uh, this was probably before Sun and Moon came out, but somebody was saying that um, the shelter that is on Slowbro's tail, like, mm-hmm. should appear some way as a regional variant, or like, there have been all sorts of theories of like why that happens the way that it does, and mm-hmm. like, because it is a shelter, like, it, it straight up says that when a shelter bites a Slowpoke's tail. I mean, you don't have to do that in the game, but that's like, it's been the explanation or whatever. It's just it's so goofy to me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I love those types of things. Those things are cool. 
mm-hmm. course, so maybe we'll do like a fan theory episode down the road. Um, I know I still want to do like a theme song episode where we just go through all of the theme songs. Oh yeah, I still got to tell you all that. I started making a list. I just haven't sent it to you yet. Also, if you're listening to this and you have ideas for episodes, you should let us know. Yes, definitely. Give us ideas because uh, we're only two brains. We, we're only as strong as each other. <laughs> we could always use more exactly. brains. Exactly. More brains are good. Yes. Um, I would love to do like an episode where we just do commentary on a movie. Yeah, I, I actually really do want to do that. Either a recap or... A commentary, uh, depending on how long the movies are, but definitely at the very, very least, at some point, if we don't do full commentaries, we need to do, like, recap commentary-type stuff on some of the movies, just because mm-hmm. they're so different. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but without further ado, we did ask up on our Twitter page, uh, let us know who your favorite legendary Pokemon is, because I really couldn't think of a question for the topic of this, and I was like, you know what? We're talking about a lot of legendaries. Let's ask people what their favorite legendary yeah. is. It ended up being good. We got a uh, yeah. number of responses. I think uh, each episode we get a few more responses to our uh, yes thing. So, uh, without further ado, um, all on Twitter because I forgot to ask Facebook and everyone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke Early at Undead No Nine. Uh, sent us a gif of a Moltres, and I responded back with a gif of James from Team Rocket in a Moltres costume. Which ended up sparking a whole drama. (laughs) Yes, I am so sorry. (laughs) Which Pokemon team I'm a part of. Actually, the funny thing about that is instead of thinking like, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, why doesn't Kyle know what team I'm on? I actually had a moment of panic where I was like, did I say the wrong team on the podcast? So I went back to our very first episode and re-listened to the intro just to be sure that I didn't say Team Mystic because then I would have looked like such a fool if I had said, I'm not on Team Mystic, and then on the podcast had said it. So I was like, oh my gosh. I don't like, know why I, I thought you were Team Mystic. Uh, I, I honestly Never. don't know why it is Team Mystic. Um, it like was just 75% of the population is Team Mystic. Is it really? It's not true, but like 50% is. Although it's like, I've heard yeah. like Team Instinct is like the least, was originally like the least popular. And ever since they announced like the uh, captains for each uh-huh. one, Team Instinct has like gotten a larger fan base because of uh, Spark. Because he's so funny. Like his, like it's funny because they don't have a lot of personality in the games, but people have just given them like full on mm-hmm. fully fleshed out personalities and the personality that they've given to him is so entertaining. It is. And I've, I've heard a lot of people like, I really wish I had chosen team instinct now because <laughs> his leader so cool. And I was like, haha, suck it. <laughs> I still very, I still feel very comfortable with my team. I like that. I picked it. I like my team leader. It's all good. Hmm. But yeah, I, I don't, I would, I'd be very curious to see what the numbers are now for how many people are on each team, because before they announced that, it was definitely, like, high 40%, I think, was Mystic, and then maybe there was, like, another 30% was Valor, and then everything else was Instinct. Like, you were yeah. such a tiny little population. Yeah. Which is why no one had a problem with you. <laughs> which is funny, because Zapdos can literally beat both of the other birds because they're still flying types, and they're weak against electricity. Yep. Yeah, if you went purely on typing, it made no sense to choose anything but Instinct. Well, I just chose it because I like electricity. <laughs> I like electric Pokemon, so that's why I chose uh, Instinct. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, my, uh, 
That's that's the way to do it. I say go with go with your gut, go with your heart. You know, and go with your instincts. And choose instinct. <laughs> I'm the same. I see what you did there. All right, uh, RJ, aka Uchi at Anime Redneck ninety six said Rayquaza mostly because Emerald was my first series. Uh, even I, even though I never beat it, uh, Kid Me was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I think. Uh, Rayquaza or Rayquaza. It's one of the names that like no one really knows how to properly pronounce. I've been saying Rayquaza this whole time because I told myself I wasn't going to say Rayquaza, and I just realized that I said Rayquaza. <laughs> you know what? I don't care how anyone says it, so long as though you get the right letters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not like you're saying uh, uh, Rayquaza. Yeah. And you're like, no, you're completely missing the ray. <laughs> it kind of like uh, how some people say, like, Pokemon instead of Pokemon. I'm like, where do you see the A? <laughs> it's an O. From? Come on, people. Uh, well, they haven't ever released official pronunciations for any of these Pokemon. You have to go I always, either the anime or you have yeah. to go on something else. And there are instances where the anime isn't even necessarily consistent. And if you remember the Poke Rap, as I hope everybody does, they butcher so many names in the PokéRap that they, I remember people calling Pokémon things based on what they mm-hmm. heard in the PokéRap. Oh. And I was like, where in the world did you get that pronunciation? They're like, they said uh, it in the PokéRap. The number <laughs> like, one no! is Pidgeot. Yes. Because they call Pidgeot Pidget. Pidget, yep. Because it's the very last verse of the PokéRap, and it is like the one I know the by heart. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on the rest of it, but it goes... <laughs> All right, and uh, I apologize for everyone who I'm about to sing, but it goes Charmeleon, Wartortle, Mewtwo, Tentacruel, Aerodactyl, Omni, Slowpoke, Pidget, Arbuck, Slowpoke. That's the part I know, too. (laughs) So it's Pidget. And I'm like, no, it's Pidgeot. But they had to say Pidget because, obviously, it's just a quicker way of saying because it's one syllable. Yeah. Instead of saying Pidgeot. I think they say Gyarados weird, too. Um, I'm trying to remember other ones they say weird. I'm pretty sure they say Gyarados very strangely. Um, and then there's another one, and I just wish I could remember what it was. But yeah, a lot of weird pronunciations came out of the PokéRap. I know the first one, I'm trying to think of it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata, Fero, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly. And then Vaporeon, Polyrath, it's something to that fact. I can't. Yeah. The very last bit of hey, it, I keep forgetting. I'm but... impressed. I'm still impressed. I hope everybody <laughs> else is too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't care if you mispronounce something. It really doesn't matter. So long as though it's not like completely butchered. I'm as like, long as we know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was listening, watching one of the videos and they called Sino Sino. And I'm like, how? That doesn't even make sense, like, phonetically. <laughs> and it's literally in the anime. You should know this. Yeah. Understood. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, Vince Ariola at Bryce Packard said, Tough, tough, tough. I'm going to go with Dialga. The move Roar of Time just sounded so cool. I never owned him, though. Well, hopefully you'll get to own him if we ever get a Diamond and Pearl remake. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Um, John at the H-List John simply said, Rayquaza. Short and sweet. Xmas Carrie Gator at Carrie Clan said, It's between Dialga and Ivatol for me. Nice. Both uh, very cool looking Pokemon. I when I saw what we were doing at the at the top of the show, 
I was trying to decide, like, how am I going to pick which Pokemon to say? And I went with my, like, nostalgia, like, heart and was like, I, I loved Suicune for so long that, like, I got to go with that one. Um, but there were some that I considered purely because they look freaking amazing. Well, I'm like, glad you chose Suicune uh, because then we can basically just count this as between the three legendary dogs and then we can do other Yes. Um, legendary <laughs> trios and stuff like that. So, like, we can just between our favorite. Yeah. Uh, Tornado Slanderous. Yeah. And stuff like that. I did almost choose, um, if I had gone based purely on design, which I was considering, Dialga and Evelto were, were contenders. And Zekrom is probably one of my, my favorite mm-hmm. looking uh, legendaries ever. But anyway. I do like Zekrom. It looks so cool. Um, uh, Lee Roberts at Lee Roberts VO. Uh, said Ente, hands down. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said this lovable little killer and sent us a gif of Mew chuckling. <laughs> um, and then finally, Common New Year O's at T, uh, True KROs said Darkrai. Chaos will forever be my legendary when I battle people that say only one is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Darkrai. Yeah, we didn't go too much into. Uh, Darkrai or um, uh, shoot, I forget the other one, but the Lunar Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There's a the Lunar Duo for them. There's. It's interesting. I had to look it up to make sure that I wasn't like butchering terminology. Although it didn't matter too much. Um, the difference between classifica- or classifying things as legendary versus mythical, um, mm-hmm. and luckily it didn't really matter that much. And who really cares all that much? But. Um, I was surprised because when I looked up a list of legendaries, I was like, this is not everything that I thought of. And then I realized that they're classified into two different things. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff uh, mythical wise that we didn't really touch too. Much. And, and like, even with sun and moon, like I love sun Galio. Yeah. Like, yeah a great, so great cool. looking Pokemon, the lion. <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't know what's in my throat, but uh, I actually really like the design of the two Sun and Moon legendaries. I think uh, the uh, Lunala actually looks really weird when you first see it, but when you see it in motion, its animation and its um, like the way it moves really, really sold me on its design. Because at first I was mm-hmm. like, it's just a disc. Like, that looks stupid. But um, every time I catch something and register it in my Pokedex, I look through all of its different animations. Um mm-hmm. And Lunala has some really cool ones. So, so um, you just reminded me. Um, basically, one of the surprise Pokemon that were not in Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. Solrock and Lunatone. Yeah. How weird is that? Because when they showed us the logos, everybody was like, that's just a Solrock and a Lunatone. What in the world mm-hmm. are they doing with Solrock and Lunatone? <laughs> yeah, and they never, they're not even in the main Pokedex, which I've always found weird. Well, apparently so, there's an event that requires them. Oh. Um, in the desert, when you go to like the desert on the third island, there's a guy somewhere there, and you gotta you gotta find your way through the desert. It's very confusing, but if you can figure it out, good for you. <laughs> um, you run into him, and he says that he he he's supposedly an alien, mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to see this Pokemon or something like that before he could leave or something like that. He doesn't remember the name, but he says sun something in the sun Pokemon or Luna something in moon. Well, or he says soul something 
mm-hmm. and Luna something, which obviously you would think Solgaleo or yeah. Lunatone. Yeah. Because those are legendaries. He's actually saying Soul Rock and Lunatone. Hmm. So uh, once you do show them that, because obviously we can't do that yet, someone actually was able to hack the game and put those Pokemon in there. Of course. He After he sees the Pokemon, he spins around and then flies up into the air. He is an alien. <laughs> exactly. So this is also making people believe that the next Pokemon game will be Pokemon Stars and may actually take place not on Earth. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm if sure like the main a- portion of the game will, but there's if if they did that, there'd probably be an area or something where you where you go into space or do something. Or that'd I would be love that if because we haven't really had like a third game, yeah, to a Pokemon main series game since Platinum. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had Black Two and White Two, but I don't really count those as a third game. No, they're sequels. It's it's they're a, sequels. their own entry essentially. Exactly. And then you've got X and Y, which never got a Z. Right, because we got... Um, we just got Omega, Ruby, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, right. but Diamond and Pearl got Platinum, and then they also got Heart Gold, Soul Silver. So yeah, I'm hoping we get a third game. I've also heard rumors that it may be on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Yup. That'd be enough so, for me to buy. I mean, I already plan on buying a Switch, but that would be enough for me. I don't know, because I like taking my Game Boy to work sometimes, and while I'm on my break, I'll play the game. I don't want to be able to just be forced to play it at the house only. Well, you'll be able to, my guess is that you'd be able to bring that with you, because the Switch, you should be able to, it should be both tabletop and handheld, is their their shtick. I would love it if they could just, like, your memory card was a 3DS uh, cartridge game. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can take the memory card from the Switch and you put it into your 3DS and then you can play whatever game's on there. That'd be cool. You should be be able to take the Switch with you, though. So I think the concern, though, is you'd be bringing... Well, I guess guess it's not... Well, it's it's more... It would be carrying much more expensive hardware with you, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. But anyway, I can't wait to hear what they do next. I hope it's a third game. Yeah. Or, I mean, I still do think that there's plenty of potential in Sun and Moon for them to do a sequel. I, I'm sure there are people that would groan and say, like, I don't want a sequel, I want a new game. But, um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of potential with the fact that they're just starting their Pokemon League. Mm-hmm. Um, that, oh, yeah. that one island is, like, really underdeveloped. If they could do, like, um, a, even a Sun 2 and a Moon 2, yes, that'd be cool. Because then, like, because obviously, like you said, they just started the Pokemon League. You just got your very first champion. Mm-hmm. This would be the thing to do a sequel to and be like, oh, yeah, it's been a couple of years since we had our very first champion. Um, congratulations. You're like the third or fourth or whatever. If only they the game saved onto your hardware instead of the card because then they could read your data on your hardware and when you challenge the champion, you're at that person could look like your avatar from your previous mm-hmm. game. That would be so cool. <laughs> um, now, th- obviously, they did something like that with Black 2 and White 2. If you had the previous game, you could uh, basically transfer some of the data over, and you would get like flashbacks to like the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually capture some of N's Pokemon that he, had rele- that he had caught in the first game and then released afterwards. So you could do the same so you could actually for... Capture them. 
for Sun and Moon sequels if you wanted to. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. The future of Pokemon, man. Where can't wait. Um, Lusamine comes back or something like that. Yeah, why not? There, I, there's just so much story I feel like that could be told, and because they're oh, yeah. they're told on a series of islands, it would be so easy to just add an island. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so yeah. easy to add areas when you're in the middle of the ocean. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, though, obviously, uh, Colress uh, was actually in Sun and Moon. Who was that? Uh, who was also one of the bad guys in uh, Black Two and White Two? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What if? Because this is technically the other universe, mm-hmm. he never became a bad guy for Team Plasma and just ended up being recruited by the Ether Foundation. I'm I'm down. That'd be cool. I say go go all out. Like they're very aware of the fact that they've created a multiverse. Do it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe he could be the villain for Sun Two and Moon Two. Yes, please. I'd be very so, cool with that. I, I I would I'd eat that up. Pokemon Company, if you want another writer for ideas and whatnot, uh, right. come to us. We know uh, you're listening. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to pay us much. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> please. Pretty please. Sugar on top? Uh, well, anything else? Uh, I can't think of anything. I know as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, we forgot to do. Yes, yes. I know what we have to do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I got a message from good friend Eric Berry. Cool. He sent us a code for Pokemon card. Ah, nice. Okay. Thank you, Eric so, Berry. Um, yes. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I think this was part of the pack. Uh, I don't know. Did we ever thank um, Josh, Kentucky Jam? Mm, I mean, I'm sure we have, but thank you again, Kentucky Jam. Yes. Thank you for those cards. Yes. Um, So anyways, uh, Eric Berry sent us a code that you can put up onto the Pokemon.com slash redeem. And basically here is your code. It's for X and Y evolutions, by the way. Hmm. P L B 4 J B H T six H N N Q. Nice. Doug was just writing that down and he's going to steal the code. Absolutely. That's what I do every <laughs> single time. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Eric Berry uh, at TrekkieB47 on Twitter, who, if you are also a Power Rangers fan, hosts a show also on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, called Ranger Command Power Hour. Yes. Although I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this show, you've already listened to his show. Probably. But hey, it's a good show. It is. It's a really good show. He definitely puts a lot of work into Mm -hmm. his show. It really does show. He actually takes out all the ums and the uhs and stuff like that, and I refuse to do that because (laughs) I know I do that so much. I just just don't have the time or the patience for it. It takes a long time. It does. <laughs> I think I did it once for my other podcast, Longbox Cast, and I think it took me like almost four hours to do. And I was just like, "No, never again." It's all right. You take notes on all the really egregious stuff. Yeah, um, I think last episode when I started, when I swore for the first time or whatever, <laughs> I wrote down like what time I did, so this way I could censor it. 
Yeah. Um, my co-host on Longbox Cast said, "Next time you swear, just uh, censor in a pika." <laughs> that would actually and be so pretty good. Doing that from now on, it's just censoring <laughs> it with pika. One day, I'm just going to go on a really, really curse-filled rant, and it's just going to be Pokemon <laughs> noises for like 30 straight seconds. <laughs> be like pika, Squirtle, Squirtle, Heracross. <laughs> be so good. Magnemite. Um, perfect. <laughs> well. We're full of ideas, so I'm excited. Yes. 2017 is going to be great, everybody. Bam, yes, bam, bam, is. bam. Yes. And I have so. a big surprise coming up in February. Awesome. I don't know what it is yet, so you have to tell. Well, yes, maybe. you do. Oh, I do? Okay. I told you about it. Oh, I do know. Oh, yeah, it's a good surprise. It's a good surprise. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> but we'll get Hopefully that goes well. Anywho, thanks for joining us on another adventure along the Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests, or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon that you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to stock up on revives. See you later. Bye. production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com. really good squirtle and then i hit puberty <laughs> puberty was really a buzzkill on pokemon impressions gotta say yeah. i used to do <laughs> squirtle charmander i think even radicate but it's all in my head so um let's see squirtle 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 yeah no, i still squirtle squirtle charmander yeah see charmander was charmander char char that one's good my squirtle just sounds like an old lady who smokes too much now um, <laughs> uh, obviously, I know I can do Magmite. Magnemite. <laughs> I just got to sound like that uh, guy from the South Park with the little uh, uh, voice recorder up to his neck. Magnemite. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that are really... Oh, man. One that I hated that I watched recently. Is it um, Malamar? Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah. Oh. That has the worst voice ever. I hated it so much. Uh, so weird. Well, you know but where I guess was pretty. I was, disa- too. I was disappointed. Malmar did not show up in the finale. Yeah, it's so creepy. Like, I was expecting him to show up, but huh. he didn't.
That would have been cool. Because they brought everyone back for the finale. Ugh, I still need to watch this. <laughs> I just don't know when I'm going to. I just have no, no idea. I understand. That in. So much. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I'm trying to – so my, my actual resolution for, uh, for Pokemon is to try to play eight main se- – well, eight Pokemon games in okay. 2017. So some of them are just finishing, which makes eight a little bit easier. So mm-hmm. I still haven't finished Y. All i got to do is finish that. That'll take me like a week. Okay. <laughs> um, and then some of them are replays. So I've played Black and White. I just don't remember which one I've played. So I'm going to play the other one. And then I'm going to finally play White 2 because I have that. I want to play Conquest. Okay. And I want to play Omega Ruby, which I've never played. Um, and now I'm forgetting why I brought this up in the first place. <laughs> but anyway, I want to do that. So there's a bunch of them just like sitting right over there. I haven't nice. decided if I want to replay Soul Silver or if I want to do another um, like off-series game. Because there are a bunch that I've never played. Like I've never played seriously any of the mystery dungeon games mm-hmm. um, and i've never played uh i've only played one ranger game and i really liked it so i kind of want to play the other ones yeah so we'll see uh i'm trying to think if there's anything but yeah should go back back and play pinball ruby and sapphire <laughs> oh that was such a good game <laughs> i, I like them more but uh, i actually do want to replay my heart gold but the problem is, yeah. my last Heart Gold game I had, I used a cheating device on it. Oh, is it it's not up? really like a Nintendo proper, so it doesn't, it doesn't like officially line up with the cartridge game. You kind of got to put it in there, and then it sometimes spreads some things out in the game cartridge that it shouldn't do, and then it kind of. So now, like, I'll play hmm. the game, and like, I'll go to save, and like, as I'm saving, or like, if I just like bump my game or something by accident it'll completely freeze the game like the cartridge was taken out oh. and all my save data is gone. So there's no all point, right. really. So it's kind of busted up. I got to... I wish that... Uh, I wish that Pokemon games weren't so expensive because I was at two stores the other day um, looking at used games and they cost more now than they did when they were out mm-hmm. and they don't have boxes, they don't have cases, they don't have anything. Oh, yeah. It's so um, frustrating. I wish I had kept all mine. I don't know why I ever got rid of them. The gaming store that I mentioned that's I can see right around the corner, mm-hmm. they it's called Cool Stuff and they sell a whole bunch of different like old games and stuff like that. And they still have some they sometimes have some of the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. And I think they want like thirty to forty dollars for each Pokemon game. Even like Ruby, Sapphire, and mm-hmm. Emerald. Like, it's crazy. Stuff. It it's is. So much. But yeah. I don't know. It's because those games never really get old. Yeah. They never get old and they sold like, well, they're, they're, they're one set of data, right? So you have your data. It doesn't save onto a console. Your data is always on that thing. So I imagine mm-hmm. that people don't trade them in that frequently because they probably yeah. do what I don't do or didn't used to do, which is keep them. <laughs> I don't know why mm-hmm. I got rid of them. Um, yeah. Because I had so and many. I don't know. I would have so few gaps if I had kept all my games. All I would have needed I, was red. Uh Emerald, mm-hmm. Pearl, and Platinum. And I think that's it. That's all I would have needed. Now I need all of them. Yeah. I'm a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. All right. Well, let me get going. Okie doke. <laughs>